Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Jeff Lloyd of the Locked On Browns podcast. Jeff, what's going on, man? Hey, G, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, it, you know. It, it, this is getting down to the nitty gritty. And somebody, I talked to somebody earlier, a caller just told me, he said, man, it's so doggone hard. I know y'all want to talk about it, it, the uh, the game, but it's so doggone hard projecting what the team is going to look like if you don't know what your quarterback is going to do. Um, how has it been trying to, you know, come up with content and, and figure out content around whether or not you know that Deshaun Watson is going to be there for at any point during the season uh, and, and whether Jacoby Brissett has to play. Is that something that really really kind of hampers you a little bit or it, it's always a looming thing over your content? There's no question about it. Um, I mean, everybody, you know, as far as on play and when Deshaun Watson gets to play for this team, everybody's really curious about, you know, how much of an upgrade is he going to be at the quarterback position over Baker Mayfield? Um, but right now with that, you play a lot of what ifs as far as, you know, the scenarios there. This team would be will be drastically different for the games that Jacoby Brissett is under center. It's going to be a team that's more focused on the running game. I'm sure Kevin Stefanski is you know, patiently waiting for when he can get his quarterback and go to the next evolution of his offense that he feels he's going to be able to achieve with Deshaun Watson. You spend a lot of time probably talking about the defense right now. Look, we know the names on defense. We know the faces on defense. A lot of the defense has returned from a defensive unit in 2021. That was a remarkably vastly improved unit over the second half of the season, which kind of exasperated some of the issues they were having at quarterback and had those issues show up, you know, uh, you know even more in closer, tighter games where one less mistake, uh, you know, by the offense, by the quarterback would have you know, turned into some games that the Browns would have, you know, necessarily came out on the right end of even though they weren't playing, you know, certainly anywhere offensively up to the expectations that most felt. Uh, you know, Jeff, you, when you're looking at uh, – you have a series going on right now, um, kind of previewing position by position on the, on the road to uh, training camp, and, and right now you're at the running back position. Uh, you know, a lot of different publications have had the Browns running back unit uh, as a top group in the league. Uh, and definitely when you look at what was happening with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, those guys, the Ernest Johnson, how, how are the Browns going to um, deploy these guys? Uh, it, 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 do you expect in the first few games that they're going to um, be run heavy or, or what kind of offense are you going to see uh, in terms of Kareem Hunt in the running game and, and Nick Chubb? I think they're going to have to be smart about this. As much as Nick Chubb is obviously now, you know, probably the featured guy of the group, the long-term commitment there. 
uh, as far as the contract and the salary that Nick Chubb is going to make over the next few years. But the Browns are not a stupid team. They understand it's going to be 17 games. So you cannot get going and just rely on Nick Chubb early in the season. We've seen when Nick Chubb is out of the lineup for the Browns, this offense certainly suffers. But you're deep. You have Kareem Hunt coming back. You feel like most likely he will be healthy going into the beginning of the season. A big, big loss for that offense last year was Kareem Hunt missing nine games. I'll go on and on about it. About it. But everybody wants to talk about the fact that Kareem Hunt missed nine games. He plays in those nine games. I guarantee the outcome of a lot of those games probably work out probably in the Browns' favor. You have Dearness, who obviously now the Browns have faith in, moved last year with over 500 yards on the ground, that he is capable of you know, doing whatever they need him to do in the running game. You still have Felton. You have Jerome Ford. This It's going to be a balanced effort, I think, but they're going to run the ball as much as they can early with Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, they'll go to the passing game if they have to, but these are winnable games right out of the shoot. As long as the defense is able to play to the level that they closed out uh, the end of the 21 regular season here, you figure that you can probably go run heavy these first four games. Then you're going to see where you're at as the tougher opponents come onto the schedule. You know, by then you should hopefully uh, know when and if Deshaun Watson's availability for the 2022 season. But yeah, in the beginning of the season, um, you know, the best thing you can do for Jacoby Brissett is, you know, uh, maybe rely on him for less throws, but understand the fact that, I mean, you have a former NFL rushing leader. You have another one who should have won a rushing title in Nick Chubb. You have Johnson, you have Ford, you have Felton. The plan looks pretty clear to run the ball early in the season, you know, with Jacoby Brissett under center while you hopefully wait to get Deshaun Watson back somewhere about midseason. Uh, Jeff, how many how many running backs do you think they'll keep on this roster? We look at it, you got Chubb, Hunt, Dearness Johnson, all those guys they gave contract extensions to, whether they be longer or shorter, they did give them the money. So those three guys look like they, they're going to be on a roster. Uh, then they drafted Ford, who I, I'm really high on Ford, and, and they're, they're really high on him as well. But you got a guy like uh, Demetric Felton who can he, – he can do a lot of things. He can play special teams for you. He can catch the football. He's, he's been a wide receiver. He's a little Swiss Army knife. And, and he also he can run the ball if you need him to run the ball. So he has some versatility, some special teams ability um, that can, you know, really, uh, you know, put himself in a position – uh, to, to make a roster based on the fact that he could do multiple things. Um, well, how many of these guys do you think will make the roster? And Because I know they can't, they're not going to be able to hide none of them on the practice squads. They're going to get swooped up immediately. Uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? The, the interesting thing here with the running back room is, you know, you had Andy Janovich the last two seasons. Uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Stanton obviously played some in the times that Andy Janovich was not available. But you didn't bring in anybody else. You didn't bring any competition uh, for Johnny Stanton. So it makes you wonder where the fullback role is going to be. Um, you know, can they use a tight end to cover up, you know, for maybe not keeping a Johnny Stanton? Can you use Kareem Hunt in some instances where you were using Johnny Stanton? Kareem Hunt did play some fullback for the Browns in 2019 in front of Nick Chubb. I think if you're going to look at it, and I think you did a good job of describing it, is you know, what does Johnny Stanton bring to the roster as maybe the 51st, 52nd, 53rd man? Or what does a guy like Demetric Felton bring to the roster as the 51st, 52nd, 53rd man? Demetric Felton can play some wide receiver. He can play some running back. He can return if needed, although that path may be blocked right now um, you know, by Jakeem Grant. 
But you look at the versatility aspect of, you know, what certain players can do as you get towards the end of the roster. I think Demetri Felton does a lot more for you. And I really think we'd feel more comfortable, you know, with a fullback being on this roster and, you know, being one that they say is going to stay if it was more than just Johnny Stanton. Just having one makes you feel like maybe you don't feel it's that important. Because even if you were going to go to practice with the mind of keeping a fullback, you certainly would bring in some sort of competition for Johnny Stanton. You're not just going to run him out as the fullback for the entire camp process. So for me, I think you're going to end up keeping, you know, Nick. You're going to end up keeping Kareem. You're going to end up keeping Dearness and Jerome. And I think Demetri Filton's going to come down to one of your last roster spot guys. And I think he would be a guy that's going to get kept over a guy like Johnny Stanton just due to roster versatility. Talking to Jeff Lloyd uh, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He's, uh, of course, of the Locked On uh, Browns podcast. Uh, you know, I, I think you bring up a good point. Uh, what is the philosophy um, of moving forward? You, you take a look at uh, the Browns. They have fullbacks on the roster. They, you know, they love tight ends. You know, we, we, we always joke about the 13 personnel sets with all the tight ends and different stuff like that. Um but I, I think when you look at that, do you think that that the 13 personnel and some of the stuff that we argue about how comfortable Kevin Stefanski is in that offense, do you think that was a more of a product of the fact that he felt like he had a quarterback that couldn't couldn't, couldn't do certain things out of the gun um, because of his, his inaccuracies and, and just shortcomings as a quarterback? Or do you think that he runs that stuff just because he likes it and that's his identity? Um, and you'll see still see some of that with, uh, with Deshaun Watson. I think it's a comfortability standpoint. And look, anybody who's running any offensive scheme, you've got to be smart enough to understand that you need to adapt your scheme, you know, if and when necessary, certainly to personnel, certainly against defenses you're going with. Um, you know, the Browns, as much as, you know, they love, you know, that the heavy personnel, um, it does seem strange because last year, you know, you had Austin Hooper, you had David Njoku, you had Harrison Bryant. So you had three tight ends that you had faith in, that you had belief in. Um, you know, so going and switching away from that and uh, moving on from Austin Hooper and leaving just David Njoku and Harrison Bryant, we're not necessarily, you know, confident and can just say, oh, well, he's the third tight end. So it's certainly going to be interesting to see how that you know, works out. Plus, you know, the Browns probably feel, you know, I would say, you know, excited about this young wide receiver room after Amari Cooper. We've certainly seen Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, had his share of ups and downs. But for talking about a uh, former sixth-round pick going into his third season in the NFL, you've got to be pretty happy and excited about the path that he has taken to this point. Anthony Schwartz is a weapon that the Browns really never got an opportunity to use much last year. Um, David Bell, I think, is a guy that they're going to have a lot of faith in as far as third down, as far as a guy that can you know, run Miller of the underneath routes, you know, the routes that are going to be you know, crucial in moving the sticks, getting first downs. You have to adapt, and I think also with the addition of Deshaun Watson, knowing that you know you feel that you've made this major upgrade talent-wise at the quarterback position, um, you want to challenge a little bit more vertically. Um, certainly, one of the reasons they brought him in here, um, you know, they weren't, you know, didn't play with it a lot the two years that they did it with Baker last year. It was maybe a little bit more limited due to injuries and personnel on the field outside of Baker Mayfield. But there's going to be certain parts of this offense that Coach Stefanski hasn't been able to get to in his first two years as head coach that I'm sure he's looking forward to basically opening up and you know showing you know opponents that there's a little bit more to the Stefanski repertoire than they've seen to this point. Yeah, I, I think they'll do a lot. I think they'll, they'll mix it up. They'll do a lot more different things 
Um, and especially when you got uh, you got a guy that can open it up a little bit, can do mo- multiple things, move around a little bit. Uh, let's get to this. This is a kind of a funny um, a funny topic, but do you who who is an early guy that you have your your eye on defense and a guy eye on offense that could be a cap casualty or camp casualty where this guy doesn't make the roster? Is there anybody um, that you have on the offensive side of the football? And on the defensive side of the football, that you would look up at the end of camp and be like, "Man, I can't believe that veteran got cut." That is certainly an interesting one. And luckily for the Browns, I don't know necessarily if this is so much where they're in a spot that people could be cut. Maybe some people could be traded because I mean, it's weird that we talk about this Browns roster that there's enough people on it that you know the Browns can possibly be moving on, you know, because maybe they have too much at a position. Defensive line, you know, Taven Bryant, for me, it doesn't, the move, it was a small financial move. It is not a big wow move. If they got into a situation where Perrion Winfrey hit the ground running, Tommy Togi, Jordan Elliott looked good, and maybe you're looking at a player versus Sheldon Day versus Taven Bryant, maybe you're in a position where, you know what, you've seen Sheldon Day play for you. You've seen what Sheldon Day can kind of do for you on the uh, defensive side of the ball playing for the Browns in the past. You get a situation where maybe Tavon Bryant's not guaranteed anything, and you know the Browns are excited because the kids are taking the steps that they were hoping they were going to take. Um, you know Sheldon Day, you could get in a situation where it's one-on-one versus Taven Bryant, and who knows? Maybe there's a way that Sheldon Day could end up beating out Taven Bryant. The offensive line position is where it's going to get a little interesting. Um, you know Chris Hubbard is back. I don't think a lot of people have spoken about that. You're in a tough spot with Chris Hubbard because of the amount of time he missed last year. Um, you got to see your rookie offensive tackle play. Um, I know the Browns are excited about him, even though they don't have a spot for him now. So maybe you end up in a situation where you did bring Chris Hubbard back, but maybe now that with some of the youth that's been around him, some of the youth that's played last year while Chris Hubbard was hurt, maybe you know you thought bringing Chris Hubbard back was a great idea, but maybe you get to a spot where other guys have maybe supplanted Chris Hubbard. And where Chris Hubbard and his versatility that he can play in more than one offensive line spot isn't necessarily as important because you've had players develop over OTAs and over training camp. Talking to Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns podcast on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Talking a little bit about the training camp battles, a preview in the training camp uh, with the uh, running back room as we look at it uh, today. Uh, And when you talk about, I guess, the running back room, and, and we always have a question with this, and, and, and I always ask people, and, and it seems like we, we never quite get what they answer. Um, do you believe uh, that David Njoku, um, with the contract, do you think he'll be a more vocal part of the, a focal part of the offense uh, given the contract, or is it just something that is just like, okay, well, we, we, we're projecting uh, what he's going to do. I know he hasn't given us that level of production, but do you think that, you know, the thought process is, hey, David and Joku, we gave him this money, this amount of money. We didn't go out and get a right receiver. Um, we we wanna we wanna have David and Joku as a, a top fight or or almost a second receiver opposite of Amari Cooper. Um and, and is that one of the reasons why you believe that they're they're fine going into training camp with the receiver room as is? I think a lot of it has to do also with the emergence of David Njoku as a blocker and the growth that he has put into that. But you look at this, and this team heavily invested in Austin Hooper for the last two years, paid him a ton of money, certainly did not get the production amount 
that would basically, you know, go even with the salary Austin Hooper was paid. I think what they're thinking is, is given the amount of opportunities that were given to Austin Hooper, if they give him to David Najoku, they will expect a little bit more, better on the return of the investment of the salary. I think that's one thing where maybe, and it was a tough spot for them, obviously, when they came in, you know, David Najoku had kind of been, you know, unknown, I would say, as far as, you know, was he going to be a guy that was going to play like a a top tight end or not? So they made the commitment to Austin Hooper. And then what did they see happen over the next two years? They basically saw that David Njoku became probably the better tight end over Austin Hooper. So I think some of it was keeping a player who worked so hard for them, did took every criticism, every critique from them to improve his game and, you know, put it into his plan, put it into his work habits. So he became more of the complete player the Browns were hoping for. It'll be interesting because, um, you know, and ideally with the Browns offense, it shouldn't just be at, in the passing game anyone expected for a certain statistical amount. You know, Coach Stefanski wants the quarterback to find the open guy. His theory is we're going to get you on the field. So it doesn't matter necessarily which guy you're feeding as long as you're feeding the open guy. But you have to think that, you know, David Njoku, you're going to think maybe north of 50 receptions, maybe, you know, closing in somewhere around 700 receiving yards, seven to eight touchdowns. Should be a big year for Chief Njoku for the Cleveland Browns offense this year. Jeff, thank you so much. Uh, definitely um, let, let everybody know where you can check out the podcast and where you can find your work. Well, obviously, Locked On Browns daily podcast, five days a week through the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, anywhere you uh, listen to your podcast, your favorite podcast platform, uh, Locked On Browns available. Uh, been on YouTube now. Uh, I'd probably say it's almost you know, six, seven weeks now. Um, the support over there from everybody has been tremendous to this point. Um, you know, looking really, really forward, uh, you know, as we mentioned earlier here, you know, trying to get past, um, you know, whatever this is right now with Deshaun Watson, getting a final verdict so we can make our coverage and content based solely on the information um, so we can set up a plan and we have a better idea of what, you know, training camp should look like, exhibition games should look like the first four, six, eight, whatever amount of time Deshaun Watson's out of the regular season. Um, so just, you know, having a lot of fun with it, but it's, it's been a difficult bridge to maneuver here, uh, you know, the last few weeks as we all kind of sit in limbo waiting what the final verdict is going to be on the availability of the Browns' new franchise quarterback. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon, man. All the best, Garrett. Have a great day. All right. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.